Okay, let's uh, let's do the start of the show. Okay, cool. Sounds good. Welcome to episode four of Ninety Nine One Hundred, a show. What's up? <laughs> a show. Looking back at a wonderful year in cinema and a wonderful year in box office returns, uh, we're counting down the top 100 grossing domestic box office movies. Um, I'm Sparky Shelton. I'm Tino Mickens. And I'm Ryan. And before we get into it, I just want to say that was up. That wasn't me. That was that was my clone. And he really just gets sort of wacko sometimes. We should probably We that. should probably introduce the Tino clone. Tino clone, do you want to say hi? Boop, 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 boop. Oh, Tino Sorry, clone! Really figured out the talking thing, <laughs> the talking part. He of knows "was up" <laughs> and "beep boop beep." Yeah, that's all he knows. It's just sounds. He can only do sounds. Well, Henry, our... <laughs> that's a that's a sound that he knows of a guy saying Henry. He heard him. Sorry. <laughs> As you yeah, could probably. It turns out his clone is an African gray parrot. <laughs> Well, Tino is actually an African gray parent. Um, That's very true. Uh, as you can already, as you probably already know, this week's movie is A Midsummer Night's Dream, um, directed uh, in, by some guy in 99. I don't know. I didn't prepare for this episode. Uh, we're recording later than we ever have. We're all drinking. It's We're going to get wet and wild with it. Very true. You have no idea. But we're going to start off this week, as we do every week, uh, with a recap from our own um, uh, mentalist uh, memory extraordinaire, Ryan Edelstein. So we're going to... Do you have a rap prepared for us this week, Ryan? All right, Sparky. So I'm glad you asked. Um, so <laughs> Before uh, before we do that, before we do that, um, did you finish the movie? Because we were supposed to I did indeed night. finish the movie. I did you finish the movie. It. Okay, cool. Do you have a rap yeah. prepared? All right, so in this this week, uh, I went with the theme of Shakespeare, and I call this one Riamic Pentameter. <laughs> That's really good. That's really so good. So it's loosely based upon Iamic Pentameter, because fuck Iamic oh, Pentameter. Loosely, though, loosely <laughs> How loose? How loose are so, we getting with it? Well, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Right now, because um, you have to Right now. It. All right. So I begin. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? That is not the same play as the one I see. For I see a midsummer night's dream. Hey! Now it is the Christian... <laughs> okay, so let's pause. No, I no, don't... no, 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 <clears throat> shall I compare thee to <laughs> Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? That is not the same play as the one I see, for I see a midsummer night's dream. Hey! hey. Now it is Christian Bale and his foe. He he has his father's love and now trouble. A love triangle perhaps? <laughs> Spoilers. Demetrius C. Bale gives a cold shoulder. Chick with a bike's love smolders for Christian Bale. <laughs> Peace out, Lysander, heading to the gates. Hermia is called, and Lysander got a pick. Now we are in the courtyard. It's busy. Loving the operatic <laughs> soundtrack here. Guy in a white hat spies a chick in a white hat. Where did he go off? Would you look at that? <laughs> Peter Quince is a comedian here. Bottom oversells it a little bit. Gets a round of applause, though. He's a hit. 
Bottom, the showman, gets wine on a white suit. It drips down his face. He looks out. Ah, shoot. He takes the part. It took some persuasion. Peter Quince looks out with some elation. We're in a house now. Transition to rain. She's got some thoughts. Now she has a big brain. Seeing some fairies mind on a different train. Ryamic side note. Fuck these hippies. We see Stanley Tucci acting trippy. Yo, it's good. Yo, it's a god Oberon on his throne. We see this his lady authoritative tone. Michelle Pfeiffer donned her white gold. Uh, okay, yeah, that one. The rhyming is kind of off here. Uh, Mr. Goodfellow spying, being creepy. Uh, Oberon is about to be sleeping. Oh, Mr. Goodfellow spying, been creeping. Oberon is about to be sleeping. Seabale constantly dreaming. Hermia. Seabale constantly screaming. Hernia. Damn, Helena's thirsty as fuck, girl. No means or no. Oh, no means no. Or do they have not have that yet? Break. We're back with Oberon. A man with no clothes on. <laughs> Hanging with Michelle Pfeiffer while she's sleeping like a gold fawn. Yo, Lysander entering, entering with a flashlight, not a bystander. Uh, this is where it gets into my notes that I normally have, uh, stating, um, I find writing this disrespectful towards Shakespeare. Also, it's hard as fuck. Um, and then I continue. <laughs> fuck it, it's Ryan's rap time. Titiana is an ass man. Bottom is an ass man. Living in a forest, laying on the grass, man. <laughs> Got a love potion from the flowers. Puck puts that shit on, the night on in the night hours. Wake up. Lysander wears it like makeup. Helena comes in for a shake-up. Hermia's in for a breakup. Wait up. Where's Oberon and Demetrius? While well, Lysander seems delirious. Demetrius is getting heated. Helena's getting beaded. Not really. Now look at these <laughs> Now look at these fairies. Woodland creatures eating some berries. Mink Bottom gets ears covered in hairies. He's getting married? Oh shit, they banging. Bottom grabbing uh, Titty on his titty while they hanging. Uh, Oberon be, been creeping, dripping flower juice while he's sleeping. Now Lysander be weeping, Helena not seeing. It's a facade. Demetrius loves her. Oh my god. Hermia about to have a hernia. I used, I reused some of this shit. <laughs> just the good stuff. Just the just good, the stuff, good stuff. You didn't uh, get enough of it. The love triangle is getting disturbia. Uh, they get pied off like it's a night off on an island as she rides off. Now. Puck fucked up like a duck in the mud. The plan Oberon had looks like a dud. Giving him a new flyer to clean up his mess like a sud. He's taunting. His voice echoes in the fog. It's haunting. Lysander and Demetrius <laughs> collapse mid-flaunting. And that's the end. That's where I was like, fuck this. <laughs> that's where I was like, that's... this. <laughs> that's it for me, boys. Wow. That was... That, that was a true absolutely... testament. That was marvelous. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was amazing. He, Ryan, he would have loved that. <laughs> I'm sure he would have fucking hit me or I don't know. That was, for one thing, very long. And that is yeah. not at all a bad thing. That was a lot more. And you got further into the movie, into this movie than any other movie you've done probably combined. Cause yeah, you, absolutely. If, mem me, if when memory I, when serves... Go ahead. When we initially planned on recording, I'd only seen about 30 minutes of the movie, and that's that's when uh, Ryamic Pentameter starts off. Um, which which I don't I don't I don't know. I don't I want to do the analysis to see how like objectively how close you got to Iambic Pentameter because I think <laughs> the first four lines got the closest and then it really sort of Got no, into well, its see, own space. See, see I, I did do some research, granted. Um, 
what I did know is that uh, Ryan or sorry, real iambic pentameter. Um, oh, yeah, I'm getting just, confused too. <laughs> very close, very close. Um, iambic pentameter is just like five syllables or five feet and five up notes. I don't know what the actual terms. I did very I basic am? research. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so that's where you get a shall foot, I compare thee to foot, a some a foot is a is a a, col- a group of two syllables. Nerd. <clears throat> I'm in so, theater school, bro. Nerd. Yeah. Okay. Constance. Take it. Um, Take it. So shall I compare thee to a summer's day? That's uh, that's Th- ten syllables that's total. From, with and five it's from Ken feet Lear. and five ims or five up, you know, slashes. From um, King Lear, of course. So I took the total of 10 syllables Fucking and kind of yeah, disregarded dude fuck the thank amazing you. artistry of ryan edelstein thank you give me more of them cider burps baby <laughs> yeah so i took the 10 syllables as a as just a uh, you know a, a, a going off point and uh constantine is here Burping up a storm here, <laughs> and it's uh, getting in my way of explaining. How many ex- <laughs> how many IMs was that one, big boy? <sighs> All right, so how should we start talking about this movie? I don't know. I don't know how the podcast works. Yeah, no. I listen because this. Okay, here's what I here's what I here's the thing. You know, this film is. A unique one, mm. at least so far, you know, because we haven't seen any f- any films like so far. All the movies that yeah, we've seen, seen anything. <laughs> so far, all the movies that we've seen have been like you know original films. Yeah, this was based on a, a pre-existing piece of text. Oh yeah. So it's it's. Is I it? feel like maybe we should discuss the context. You know. <clears throat> What's it based on? <laughs> Uh, this is based on a play by Shakespeare, by William Shakespeare. Is that why they were all talking so weird? Yeah, that is that is why. Actual you question: know. There oh, were you had not heard of this play before? <laughs> no, no, I no, no, <laughs> no. So is this like normally this horny? Is the play normally this horny? Yeah, actually, the play has the potential to be way more horny, man. The play is so horny. How it's horny crazy. is it? Very. What do you want me to say? I don't How know. am I supposed to answer that? A joke. <laughs> a joke. I was trying. Yeah, that's fair. I'm sorry. You put me on the spot, and I, I, I couldn't come up with anything. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's a play first and foremost, <laughs> and uh, they made some concessions. They added some lines, I'll tell you. I think I did notice there were a couple of points where it was like, it was like, it went from like, you know, ryambic pentameter level, like, doth thou require it, I do uh, desire it, or some shit. And then somebody's like, get off your, your bike. Um, and I thought that was weird. Did they have bikes during Shakespeare? Yeah, actually, God invented bikes. Well, God invented everything. He's the creator of the universe. Yeah, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're saying we're saying the same thing. I'm saying, did God get around to inviting inventing bikes when Shakespeare was kicking his shit? Good question. I I can't say. You have to. Well, ask. you look in the courtyard scene. There's a lot of wheels, so I would imagine they'd figured out bicycles by then. Well, they were. 
the movie bow <laughs> bow there were call bikes. that a w call that a big old w there Ryan's were bikes cream in the whole goddamn no, what place I'm... nobody's coming out alive <laughs> it's ryan edelstein versus the world sorry ryan... sparky were you saying something well, obviously they had bikes. Sunday, in. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday. Ryan Edelstein versus the world at the Hayden Planetarium. No, 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 no. <laughs> you don't no? do it. Hey, what happened to Yes and, bro? What yeah, what that? happened to Yes and? You kind of stepping on me. You I know, do that. You put a couple hard ciders in this boy, and I'm telling you, he turns into a big steamroller. I have one Mike's hard, and I think my name is Mike. I start acting like a mic. I'm like, oh, where's my fucking portfolio? (laughs) I come in crazy. Portfolio? Do you mean like is I don't I didn't go to art school, so are like the the visual artists like are they the jocks on canvas? Like, yeah, I'm managing my portfolio. Sorry, my name is Mike. I've never heard of art. By portfolio, I mean all the companies that I've ever stepped foot inside of the building of. I count that as a network. Follow me on LinkedIn. That's a mic to me. Make sense? Yeah. How do you explain Mike Schur then? What? Mike Schur? Beloved uh, comedy writer Mike Schur? Is he that? Is he what? Is, is he. <laughs> does he portfolio? I'm. It's a simple question. Do you follow renowned television writer Mike Schur on LinkedIn? No. Only when I've had two ciders. Fuck yeah, dude. All right, that's the show for this week. Thank you so much for riding along with us. Um, so, you know, let's tackle this, you guys. Let's um, meet this head on. I don't have almost any notes. Um, it was very... I. All of my thoughts concern Stanley Tucci. Okay. That's generally not just the movie. It's mostly Stanley Tucci up here. Um, yeah, he was he, good. He was very good. He was very jacked, like not like CGI jacked, but like man, Tucci's been been touching up those those traps. Uh, you know, I a think little you bit just greasy. underestimate Tucci based on his sort of facial appearance. You know, he's in Hollywood. Man's got to be beefing. That's true. That's true. Um, Continue. I mean, that's that's really. Uh, um, that's really it. He like it was interesting because he brought a lot of Stanley Tucci vibes, and then also a lot of Danny DeVito vibes. Um, interesting. I, I feel I think... like I feel like Danny DeVito could have slid into the role of Puck in this movie. Listen, I think that would have been fucking genius. Yeah, I think that that would have been. I think that would have really put some lifeblood into this film. Because let me tell you. Did it need it? It's, it needed it. It's a dragger. Really? Yeah, I, I found. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fully, uh, fully enjoyable. You got. Um, Listen, it was fun. I liked the guy who was bottom. He was good. Kevin Klein. <laughs> huh? Kevin Klein. Yeah, that guy, man. He was funny. He was funny, man. <laughs> You got something, Ryan? Uh, 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 well, <laughs> about that. 
Um, Sparky, I don't know how to tell you. Uh-oh. I don't know how to... I have a bombshell to drop on Uh-oh. you, man. Before I... we got into this call, um, Constantine, mm-hmm. our oh, beloved no. co-host... Uh-oh. Oh, no. Uh, get, uh, he, he, he told me some information, you know? He, he delivered oh, some no. bombs... Oh, my God. ...to my Japan, you know? <laughs> True Hiroshima over here. Is that insensitive? I'm sorry. It um, is. It's really weirdly <laughs> it's insensitive. Extremely insensitive. Well, um, <clears throat> I hate to do this to you, pal, oh. but this this charade has gone on long enough. Oh, oh no. no! He didn't watch the movie, man. What? Tino. <laughs> <laughs> I listen. That is an overstatement of the truth. What? And it is, and is, is it, and it, and it, and, and, and it is a disgrace to my people and my family. Okay, <laughs> let me tell you something. Oh, that's not insensitive. All right then. To suggest that I have people, <laughs> you heartless goddamn wench! I can't believe I ever gave you all that money. Bruh, bruh. Point is, I watched thirty minutes <laughs> of this movie. Yeah. You have to understand, last semester, I saw this play twice. I saw this play twice in one weekend, literally two times, and it's the full play. And it was good. I liked them, but I did not want to see it twice. It was for school. Yeah. And I wasn't going to sit through this movie. So I got 30 minutes in, and I decided, oh, this is lame as fuck. (laughs) And I went with an alternate viewing method. Which is called drumroll, please. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Watching all the clips you can find on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Which, which, I will say, yeah, no, react, be mad, be mad, be mad. Oh, I'm not Go upset. Ahead. I'm not upset. Okay. Oh, I think for the what? comedy, for the comedy, should I be, should I be upset? Yeah, be mad. For, be, you, can you be mad at me, please? I can't fucking believe you, dude. Why not? I'm, I fucking paid for you to get into the studio. I paid for your for your little booth. Uh, I paid for your Versace hand uh. watches. <laughs> I paid for the fucking cider that you're belching into your microphone. And can this we, how you do me? This that. how you do me? <laughs> Could you? How fucking could you, dude? So the most notable video that I was I at saw, your bris. We're brothers. I'm uncircumcised. You're the worst friend I've ever had. <laughs> We've never this talked. This took a strange fucking turn. No, 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 no. Go with it, Ryan. It's late <laughs> night. We're talking about Tino's foreskin, baby. Let's get into oh, it. Yeah. Woo. Speaking of things that shouldn't exist. The most notable video <laughs> that I saw on my journey was uh it was a it was a little nifty video called A Midsummer Night's Dream Plotline. Something along those lines, you know? Yeah. And I clicked on it and uh, you know, fan made you got some iMovie title cards in there saying Oh, Lysander and Demetrius both like the same weighty, but nobody know what to do about it. And then it'll be a little clip of Christian Bale prancing around, whatever. There's a song in the background, and it's catching my ear. 
I'm listening to it, and I'm thinking, wow. You're listening to it. This? You're listening to it right now. I can see your webcam. You are watching this video again. Here's Did you even watch you, the I'm, YouTube I'm video? I'm not listening to it Did in my headphones. Did you even watch the YouTube video? What's that? Did you even watch the YouTube clips you said you watched? Because you said uh, you watched the movie, so I don't know what to believe anymore. Huh? Listen, I'm not listening to it right now. I, I will be in just a few moments. I'm <clears throat> typing it actively, but right now I'm just I... listening to it. In my memory space. <laughs> Don't type I, it in. I would like to interject here and Go applaud Constantine mm? for his uh, for his achievement here because he went a solid twenty minutes of recording this podcast with even answering questions about specifically about the movie I, from I, Sparky. I do think I was actually thinking about this before I knew Tino didn't watch the movie disgracefully. I think you should that we should all as a group um we should be allowed to not watch the movie as long as we don't get caught. I think if we that's, don't I think that's a fantastic idea. <laughs> and then you have to reveal at the end, right? Yeah, you re- if you reveal it at the end and nobody calls you on it and you didn't actually and no lying cuz that's no fun. Uh, then we, uh, I don't know. You need to be punished if you get caught. I feel like. Yes, yeah, sure. a new bit. We'll call it the spy. You have to post a picture of your butthole on your Instagram. Of your what? Of your butthole. <laughs> I'm gonna sort of let that. I'm gonna. Let's, here's. You ever see the movie Bolt? Let's put a pin in that. You ever see Bolt? Because the guy goes, "Let's put a pin in that." And I'm, that's what I'm saying to you is now. That, Let's put a pin in that idea. We'll look at it later after we've had some time to think about it. And okay, bud? Bolt writers have more cultural influence than I thought they did. Yeah, they're good. They were friends with Miley Cyrus. I think they had enough of that. Exactly. So, point is, back to this video that I was watching that you guys sort of tried to diverge from. Uh, this video had a song in the background that was really, really perking up my ears. And I go to the comments to find out what it is. Mm-hmm. Only to find out mm-hmm. it is a song mm-hmm. by none other than Spider-Man's own Kirsten Dunst. That is right. That is Kirsten n- made a song called Dream of You. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. So yeah, that was Midsummer my main, Night's Dream. Yeah, that was uh-huh. my main takeaway from this movie. Um, a Midsummer Night's Dream. I think Tina's banned from the podcast from making jokes on the podcast uh, for the rest of the episode. It's now the Ryan and Sparky show. All right, yeah, I'll take notes. Yeah, take notes. Um, be the stenographer. If you could stenographer, rise. I know what that means, <laughs> and I'm going to do it. Cool. Um, uh. I mean, the movie was fine. <laughs> Tina, do you want to come back? We're not funny without you. I have a, a new bit I'd like to play, a new game I'd like to play. Um, it's called uh, What If Somebody Had a Gun? <laughs> and the premise of the, of the idea is, um, you know, how would the plot change uh, if somebody had a gun? Where would the gun be most impactful to the story? Um so, Tino, do you want to start us off with uh, uh, what if they had a gun? I will start you off. Um, actually, I will gladly start you off. And I have two different answers because one of them was uh, well, save you know, it for sort the, of. So, save, 
save one save your stronger one for the second round i'm imagining sort of a knockout where we try to come up with a more impactful gun um you know entrance okay so um really quick i am looking up the characters just to make <laughs> oh sure that i know oh who i'm talking God. about no, I'm pretty sure. Listen, I saw the play twice, but I'm pre- I'm pretty sure that I know who is who these days. Um, mm-hmm. um yeah. So, Helena. When Helena? When would she have needed a gun? When would that gun be most impactful? Here's the thing. You give Helena the gun, top of the fucking movie. She's holding on to that thing. The whole time, she's building resentment. She's like, holy shit. Fuck all of these people. No, that's not, that's not how this game is going to work. It's no, no, got to no. be when is she has the gun when she's ready to fire Dude, the gun. I'll There's tell no you when she's going to fire the gun. You think, you think I'm not going to tell you when she's going to fire it? Mm-hmm. I know the scene, bro. I've seen this movie, I've seen this play two times, okay? And technically three, because I saw it when I was young, okay? I know the scene. Would you say when there... the gun is? Say when the gun is! <laughs> the gun comes out when she's fighting mm-hmm. Hermia. And and there she goes... Okay, she Ryan, goes, okay, Ryan, it's your turn. Okay, Ryan. Well, yeah. All right. I was going to get real dramatic about it, but yeah, Ryan, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Like your five-minute buildup wasn't dramatic enough. Fuck off. Fuck off. I think we give the gun to the king because he has a lot of bling. You didn't see the movie. That's my impression. You didn't see the movie. Hey. Dump. Hey. Hmm. Go ahead, Ryan. When would there be a gun? Hey. Ryan McPentameter and Ryan's raps are... A national treasure, okay? You can't you can't come in here. Yeah, you I can't think come that in was... here and pretend to throw that shit in the garbage. I want to pause the right. podcast. I'm sorry. Thank you. I'm sorry, I take it back. Ryan, please. Take it out on me. Continue. Don't take it out on Ryan. Big <laughs> yeah, just because you neglected your duties doesn't mean you have to take it out on me, Dad. All right? Cheers, I'll drink to that. Rochacho. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd say let's give Stanley Tucci a gun. When? And when he fu- when Oberon finds out that he fucked up, you know, poisoning these people with love, he, he just shoots himself. <laughs> <laughs> End That's of really good. roll credits after that, too. I have Oberon to say- knew what he was doing. It's not like he was doing it on accident. He was like, Puck, go do this. <laughs> no, but he gave it to the wrong person. Did you even watch the play? Dude, I know the plot so well. It's my favorite Shakespeare. And I didn't even know the characters. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ryan is much more impactful. Definitely. Definitely. Even even in the farce of uh, of bo- of uh, of uh, Puck thinking he messed up, I think a, a, a seppuku would be very impactful. So I'm going to give this round to Ryan. I think... Yeah, you're just mad at me, bro. I know I would... You know my answer is better, man. Well, then you, you can... give it to hey, Helena, that bro. Was a, that was a pretty good answer, all you right? You give it... To, okay, but also... Listen, I was going to say Puck, man. You just didn't even let me get there because you said to save it for the second round. How about that? <sighs> well, that's how it goes. Um, therefore, you admit that Ryan's is better. I think... 
No, because I think I, I think you should have him kill himself right at the very end. He goes, so good night unto you all, and he bangs right in the fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, no, that's a lot better. I think that wins. I didn't, Damn it. I didn't come up with it. That is, Tino, congratulations. You're the winner of What If They Had a Gun. Uh, what If They Had a Gun, proudly sponsored by the National Rifle Association. Thanks to our friends at Thank the NRA. Thank you very much. <laughs> for the $850,000 that they paid us for that bit. Okay, so I'm looking at the cast of this movie, mm-hmm. and it's pretty good, I think. It's Listen. a solid cast. I like it. It's kind of stacked, right? Stacked you because got... it's got talent at the top and talent at the bottom. Exactly. Sam Rockwell? Sam... First of all, this is, this is one of the only clips that clips, clips. This is one of the only leaps that I did <laughs> see on YouTube. Was Sam Rockwell at the end? Sam Rockwell's monologue at the end, man. Very here's tight. here's the thing. Very tight. Pretty tight, Brought man. a tear to my eye. Pretty cool. Much like the rest of the, the cast and audience. Yeah. But also, not how I would ever do it. Oh, not how it's supposed to be done. Okay. Yeah, I said it. Are you disagreeing with the Academy Award winner, Sam Rockwell? I feel very comfortable disagreeing with Sam Rockwell. I think we probably differ on many things. You didn't see Seven Signs Outside of Heaven. You know, <laughs> that's the actual title. That's how it's supposed to be pronounced. I did see three billboards, and I thought three he was bi- phenomenal. I thought he was great in that movie. Nonetheless, I am sure he does not agree with me on most things. Fair enough. Here's a here's a funny little tidbit. After calling Hermia a dwarf, Lysander has lo- a lot less mud on his face in the next shot. Yeah. Yo, continuity errors, man. I knew the editing and shit was off in this movie. Does uh does anybody want to guess what uh the opera that they were playing throughout was? Cause I picked it out. I picked it out um uh pretty pretty quick. I'm not very well versed. It was was La... mm? it was uh, uh La Traviata by Verdi. I all right. Could have sworn that the tenor was Pavarotti, but it was not. It was Marcello. Okay, Giorgio. so, all right, so I'm gonna Bardini. give. Sorry, so this is a new rule, which is no more of what Sparky just did, which is called <laughs> naming naming an opera, and admitting that you knew it <laughs> right off the bat. <clears throat> That's crazy. I don't want that to be sort of the reputation that we have in this podcast sphere, and I think that we should stick away that i'm not okay. gonna tone it down i'm not gonna tone down my brilliance i'm sorry listen bottom's wife does not appear in the play she was added to the film to Bottom show him an unhappy life and make his character more sympathetic did i miss something oh, yeah, does he no, have an abusive wife or something no it's this very weird scene where he comes back into like his like he's doing all of his shit in the in the square and then he gets wine dumped on him and then he comes yeah, back to his wine. sorry in a ass white house suit, no less to his sorry oh. house and then like they just have this weird shot of like his wife that looks in on him just absolutely like you disgust me you get you get my suit stained and she doesn't have a line and it's just like it's it's weird man i don't get it all right i have a, a couple other pretty fucking juicy bits of trivia from this film first of all it was Michelle Pfeiffer's first attempt at Shakespeare since her debut as an actress. And um, 
She wasn't great. I thought she did fine. Yeah, I thought she yeah, did she okay. did fine. <clears throat> I thought fine. she did as well as anybody in the movie. I'll say I that much. That, I don't know. I didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> also, they, they put a lot of glitter on her. A lot of body he, glitter. Here's something that I think is funny. Mm. I don't know if this is a joke or not because it's so perfect. It says, Kevin Klein wasn't happy playing the cartoonish figure of Bottom. He felt that he was better suited to playing the regal Oberon. And in the scene where they're casting the Pyramus and <laughs> yeah, Fizzby that's like his whole thing. scene, his whole thing is he's like, oh, I should play every single part. I should play this part. I should play this part. I'd be better for this part. So that's pretty funny. That's pretty I really f- like that. Maybe that was just like he's method. Yeah, I thought about that too. Maybe he's method. That would have been the only example of someone being a method actor, uh, but they aren't an asshole about it. They're just sort of <laughs> nice to everybody. <laughs> um, and no, I don't think the movie is woke at all. Whoa, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll there say was, it. There was a part in Ryan's Raps, if I remember, where there was a question of whether uh, uh, No Means No existed at the time of filming, so... Yeah, dude. It, it didn't. Then no one had invented that Not the that time phrase. of filming, but the time of the setting, you know? Sure. Why isn't it woke? Oh, do we, are we going to face off? Do you want to do, do another face off? All righty, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and we're coming back to you live from the Madison Square Garden in New York City. It's totally empty. For another round of Is Woke or Broke. Is it woke? It's called Is It Woke, called, Ryan. Is it woke? Oh, is it woke? Okay. okay, yeah, thank you. Go ahead and call go ahead and call call the coin in the air, Tina. Alright, I'm flicking it now. Okay. Heads. It's tails. I'm gonna defend uh 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 woke. I'm gonna say it's woke. And okay. so, so we're we're in agreement on that one. Uh I got to choose so you can have the opening statement. Alright. First of all, I'd like to address the fact that this is the same standoff that we had last time we did this game mm-hmm. where i was defending not woke and you were defending woke for the film election that's true yeah and the current okay. standing is constantine with a one victory and i intend sparky, <laughs> sparky coming in to take the championship title and i intend to get a two to get a number two today go ahead to, die to do today sure go ahead all right listen. one minute on the clock this movie this play, this text, hoo-wee mama, something that they do not make very clear in this film, but they still say the words, so it's still the canon, <laughs> is the fact that the, 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 the wife that Theseus is marrying, Hippolyta, she's actually um, the ruler of a faraway land who uh, Theseus' uh, kingdom uh, invaded and kidnapped her and brought her back to marry him by force. They may, they do not make this clear at all in the movie, but it is objectively what the play is about. Um, and also, uh, the entire thing is... Uh... <sighs> Listen, I... I spent a lot of time talking about this last semester. I could go on about this for a while, and it's not going to be funny. It's going to be. And that's time. Yeah, that's thank you. Time. <laughs> uh, I'd like to, uh, Ryan. Am I good to good to have my rebuttal? Sparky, you have the floor. 
This movie is woke because William Shakespeare was a bisexual. I I I uh, yield my time back to the floor. That was right. bold. Constantine, do you have a rebuttal? One final closing statement. I'm trying to think of how I can distill this into one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> the entire movie is meant to be a critique of the patriarchy because the lovers are trying to circumvent the patriarchal rules that are set in place by society by um, going against Aegeus, the father. However, because of the fact that the women's desires are entirely uh, sort of dictated by what the men want um, or sort of, I guess, based around the men, um, it actually fails in being woke because the women are still submitting to men. It's just that the men are not submitting to other men. So That was a hell yeah. of a sentence. Um, yeah, it was, it was a few sentences. I'm sorry. That was a bit I, of a run-on. But, I apologize. Uh, I, I think I have my I have my last, my closing statement. <clears throat> All right, Sparky, closing statement to you. Um, uh, Ryan, would you agree that at the end of this film, love wins? Do you think love wins? Mm, yeah, sure. Then in the words of Kennedy Center honoree Lin-Manuel Miranda... Love is love is love is love is love. I yield my time. Thank you, Mr. Shelton. All right, it is a close match here, ladies and gentlemen. Close match from New York City, Madison Square Garden. Um, I am going to have to give it to my man. Oh my God. Constantine Macon. Yes! Oh, God damn it. That is so homophobic, guys. That's so homophobic. I am the winner. That is so homophobic. And I will damn. provide a statement oh, of my own. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Stating why I chose <laughs> Constantine Mickens as the champion. The only statements that I was paying attention to, as previously stated just now, to answer Constantine's question, were Sparky's. I did not hear a word of what Constantine said <laughs> as I was preparing my statements. So I beat no one? Uh... I beat no one? I beat silence? <laughs> I, I didn't beat white noise? God. Look, yeah, you had me in the... Sparky. What I will say, I heard both... Or I heard Sparky's opening statement... <laughs> And I heard Constantine's closing statement. <laughs> so the run-on sentence was the thing that pushed me over the edge. To be Thank fair to not, Ryan, those were not the satisfied two. by being questioned in Sparky's closing statements. Well, you didn't right. listen As, to my closing statement. You just said you didn't listen to my closing statement. I heard your closing statement. <laughs> yeah, shut up, Sparky. Okay. I didn't hear Constantine's opening statement. <laughs> yeah, shut up, Sparky. All right. Well, I lost, so I yield my time, <laughs> and I'll take that time. <laughs> I would like to talk about the fact that Avril Lavigne died in two thousand three, and she was replaced by a clone <laughs> named Melissa, and nobody's talking about it except for me. Okay. Um, the chair acknowledges that this is uh, the point. Can we move on to Milk or Merlot? 
Yeah, def, def, defo. I'm going to say it's a nice chocolate milk, like the mud that they were swimming in. Fuck. That's great. I would also love to say a nice chocolate milk because there's something that I know about chocolate milk, which is that a lot of milk factories use the milk that they aren't supposed to sell. Put a little chocolate in there, mix it up, sell that as chocolate milk. If you're having chocolate milk from a bottle, you're probably drinking a bit of cow's blood. That's fine. That's protein, baby. That's life force. But brown cows, right? (laughs) That was so dissatisfying. That was so bad. (laughs) When I was younger, I thought that grape juice came from purple cows. When I was a young man, my father took me to see brown cows. I thought that grape juice came from the purple the purple cows outside dude we got to get in touch with mcr that's gonna be <laughs> what's MCR? that's gonna be crazy what's what's mcr uh my, my chemical, chemical romance, romance. <laughs> oh of course Ugh. you know this movie's Ugh. a milk um very boring i'm gonna say a uh, store-bought uh uh bottom shelf merlot i thought it was decent i'd cook with it i'd cook with it how about that? I you cook know, with it. I cook with fair. it. I'll give this a Franzia box red wine. I'll <laughs> give you it watch yeah, your absolutely. goddamn mouth. That is some top quality booze, hooch. You know it's not. You know you stomach it, but you know it's bad, Sparky. That's Don't true. try to tell yourself I only drink ni- I only drink 19 crimes. It's a good wine. Um, drink crimes? <laughs> 19 of them, baby. Good old Austin. That's actually funny. I'm drinking 1911 right now. Oh. And I drink mimes. Their screams are silent, but their taste is loud. Mimes. And I drink limes. The color's violent, but the taste is proud. And I drink uh, 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 dimes. The taste is metal, and I choke on them a lot. That's going to wrap up Midsummer Night's Dream. Let's look ahead to our next episode. Uh... Drum roll, please. It is Muppets from Space. Oh my Muppets god! Are you serious? <laughs> M- is that a joke? That is wow. real. Muppets from Space. Let me give you the log line. Uh, Gonzo is contacted by his alien family through his breakfast cereal, but when the Men in Black kidnap him, it's up to Kermit and the gang to rescue Gonzo and reunite him with his long lost family. Fuck me. That's Yo, what the amazing. fuck? Is Will Smith in this movie? Uh, it doesn't look like it. Um, Jeffrey Tambor, F. Murray Abraham, Rob Schneider, Ray Liotta, Andy McDowell, Kathy Griffin. It's another stacked cast. It's a stacked cast. Will you could say that this one is going to be it, out of this world. It does not look like Will Smith. Sorry, in the movie. you're going to tell me Men in Black, and you're not, and you're not going to have Will Smith. You're going to put Men in Black in the synopsis, and you're not going to have Will Smith. I don't even know who the other guy in Men in Black is. Um, it's uh Rob Schneider. Um, no, <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, <laughs> it is Tommy Lee Jones. All right, well, look forward to that. Um. Uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you for listening. Uh, as always, you can check us out on Facebook uh, and on Twitter. Uh, 
YouTube I'm channel coming shortly, and our website is coming shortly as well, ladies. And you know gentlemen. what's okay here? You know what's crazy? None of this is real. We're recording this before any of this is ready. That We're is lying. true. Have fun. Uh, we do have a yeah, Gmail. You know what, Constantine? This whole podcast was a lie to you because you didn't watch the fucking movie, all right? And on that note, we're going to end. Thank you so much for listening. Good night. And out. Good night. Have a Robin. Have a Robin. Have a Robin.